You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. And now for your hosts, Nick Messer and Ben Miller. Hi, welcome back to the Fitness Lounge with your hosts, Nick. And Ben. And today we are going to be talking about the seven things you should do before working out so that you can maximize your results. Before we dive into this, if this is your first time tuning in with us, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow button. I promise you we have a lot of great content that's coming up. And you'll definitely want to go check out a lot of the previous episodes that we had before. Hopefully this one will be good for you, but a lot of the other ones that we've had before have been really valuable to our listeners, so we know that you'll like them as well. Also, make sure you're following us on our Instagram page and our YouTube page as well. We have exclusive content that we are putting out on those uh, by themselves. So on Instagram, that's going to be Fitness Lounge Podcast. And just type in the Fitness Lounge Podcast on YouTube and it'll come right up. So let's dive right in and get started on this one. All right. So the the very first thing, we, we Ben and I, when we were talking about doing this episode, we were like, well, you know, let's talk about the things you can do to really maximize your results. And we wanted to break it down into episodes of what you can do before working out and what you can do after working out. Right. And r- really, it's interesting because a lot of the things that you do after working out is really setting yourself up for your next workout. Right. Right. So where where do we f- where do we draw this line of demarcation of what's really technically before and after? So we just said, all right, we're going to call sleep is our starting marker. Mm -hmm. So the very first thing you should do before working out is get plenty of sleep and not just rest. Yeah. Actual sleep. You got to get in that deep REM cycle. That's exactly right. And the reason for the REM sleep is that this is the restorative portion of the sleep cycle. It's also when you dream, Mm -hmm. but this is when the body is rebuilding itself. It's also when it's going to hit a higher peak of metabolism to help you burn off and shed off some of that body fat. It's usually when we sweat too, Um, which interestingly enough, I don't know if you've ever uh, like done, seen some of the studies that they do, but it's interesting how much the mind can control the body when you think about sleep. So yeah, I don't know. Do you or your wife ever like call out in your sleep? Do you ever, you know, sleep talk, maybe not even sleepwalk? I've I've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. She said I've done it before. I went through I'm this. trying to figure out why she's calling out different names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who the hell is that? <laughs> My wife hits me and wakes me up, but that's because I'm snoring. So. Well, yeah, I get that too. Although one time she did jerk completely in her sleep and it like smacked me in the face and she was had I've no actually, idea. I've actually done that to Tracy before. I hit her and woke me up too. <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> I'm sitting there thinking like, did I just punch her in the face? Gosh, yeah. She's oh. like, she has one eye open. Oh. I mean, like, I'm gonna kill you. Oh, the police aren't gonna be happy about this one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's a bad joke. Anyways, <laughs> um, so no, but uh, I, I was at this um, a long time ago. I was. Uh, doing this network marketing thing and they had one of these trainings and it was really cool because they made they made this point and, it, and I never forget it that only the your mind is so powerful that it can actually control you when you're not even realizing it. I believe that. Yeah. So when you think about it, when you're sleeping, 
right? Do does really the state of your surroundings really change? Temperature is probably relatively the same. Yeah. The sheets are there, right? Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of movement going on. There definitely, for most part, not a whole lot of sound, right? Right. But you have your your brain will make you increase body temperature. You sweat profusely. Yep. You, you can talk. You can walk. Yep. You can do all these things, and it's all completely unintentional. And so it just, it's really cool. I, I thought, so I know this is kind of a, a rabbit hole that we're going down, but I, I thought it was really cool as to the power of REM sleep that it has in your body. And then as I did more research, I found out, yeah, you know, this is when your body is rebuilding itself. Yeah. And so that's why you see people who are, you know, they, they're on drugs and they never sleep. Their body just gets worn down because it never yeah, has like, time to looks rebuild. Like it deteriorates. It's exactly yeah. what happens because yeah. it, it doesn't have the time to process and do what it needs to do. So interesting fact here, the average person only gets about an hour and a half of REM sleep in a full eight hour sleep session. And that's because they, you know, you, that's called your sleep cycle. So you have right. to go through the stages. And so you go in these stages and out of these stages, in these stages yep. and out of these stages. So cumulatively, you only have about an hour and a half. And that's, I wouldn't necessarily say that's all the body needs, but for most people, that's, that is what gets them their results and right. growth. So imagine if you could get a, a, a better quality REM sleep, a deeper REM sleep. Well, I wish um, I could get an eight-hour session. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kill for that. Mine are broken up nowadays. I have yeah. like a five-hour session and then a three-hour session later on, which is really it's, – it's, it's hard on me, but that's how I kind of yeah. have to do it now. Right. Um, now, some researchers theorize that dreams – are the ways in which the brain processes emotions, information, memories, and stress. And I've even heard that it's also where the body does problem solving. Hmm. So, the, and this happens a lot with like people who do like video games or crossword puzzles and stuff where they just get like really stuck on something they can't. Right. And then they go take a nap or they sleep and all of a sudden they get up and they whiz right through yeah, it. And there like, it is. Yeah. yeah the, the brain will think, and I don't know if you've ever done this, like pe people will do this too. Like if you power watch a show for like 12 hours straight, when you start dreaming guess what you're dreaming about that show because yeah. it's all the brain was getting right. input in so the same thing is if you in essence if you're um, focusing on something about work or uh or really anything for that matter if you're really putting a lot of attention and focus and your brain's really thinking about that prior to sleep that's what predominantly is going to fill your dreams hmm. so if you're trying to grow muscle think about growing muscle that's a good idea. Huh? There you go. Or if we're like when I have a problem trying to grow my legs, I'll just think about my legs growing while I sleep. And when you sleep, you'll have like a thousand legs. You'll be growing legs like a centipede. Maybe not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you get a mistake in the third leg too. I mean, you <laughs> we can all, that can grow. Yeah, yeah, that can grow. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> one. I don't need like a bunch of them because that'd be kind of weird. I don't know what you even do with that. <laughs> so the next thing, that's a problem to, that we can solve that bridge later. Yeah, <laughs> it's no like kidding. we'll cross that bridge when it happens. That would be an interesting thing to see, though, I think. <laughs> Anyways, so along with this, you want to make sure you drink plenty of water. Like, stay hydrated. You know, throughout the day, going when you go to bed, you know, make sure you're hitting enough water at the times you're awake. Yeah, so what is enough water? A good rule of thumb for most people is anywhere between a half gallon to a full gallon. Yeah. And so depending on when you're working out, mm -hmm. it should be kind of proportionate. I would say at the bare minimum, it needs to be at least a glass. And they even say, like studies in, on, on water say that when you wake up, you need to have a glass of yeah. water to kickstart your organ functions to their maximum capacity. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, before bed, they say drink a glass as well. Uh, for that's me, what I try to do. Yeah, I, for me, I end up having like two or three, and yeah. then that's probably why I'm having these five-hour sessions. Yeah, yeah, I get up and pee 14 <laughs> yeah. times. That's why I wear a diaper. 
I just a catheter. I just I just <laughs> deal with the pain. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll just pee on myself before I do that. Even if I didn't have a diaper, I wouldn't do that. What the yeah. hell? You obviously don't have to wash the sheets then. In my house, I have to wash the sheets. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I'd, <laughs> I still wouldn't do it. No, couldn't do it. So also, you want to make sure you eat the necessary nutrients. <laughs> wow. We just went off way out in the field with that, didn't we? <laughs> Uh, if you're going to do fasted cardio at a minimum, make sure you drink, get water in your system, you know, that, and it's okay with that. But if you're going to do resistance training, I would try to avoid doing that fasted. Oh yeah. At the very and minimum, you, would, you, you can need... tell a difference. Cause I've, I've done that before where if depending on what my schedule is in the day, I, I would get up in the morning. I might have a protein shake. Maybe but the time I can tell you the times that I didn't, I just had some water and went straight to the gym to lift mm-hmm. completely different. Like I felt different. My strength wasn't as good. And oh yeah. It was just, I felt like I was wasting my time, actually. I recommend if you're doing resistance training to have at least some sort of carbs in your system. And if it's an early For morning, sure. you wake up and you're going a banana, applesauce, something that's, if you're talking about waking up and throwing your clothes on and out the door, yeah. it needs to be a fast digesting carb. It really does. Right. And, and not a not a donut, right? Not, well, not even oatmeal because yeah. oatmeal is not fast digesting. No, 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 no. It needs to be like, like I said, banana, applesauce, yeah. and not even apple, applesauce where it's already kind of ground down. It's a lot easier access for the body. And yeah. I prefer organic applesauce without the added sugars and stuff. What like, about that carbolin though? I mean, yeah, you, you can know, do that. Scoop of that. You drink it. Yeah, you, you know, can do carbolin in there, yeah. um, especially if you're doing a little bit of protein. Yeah. Um, however you want to do that is a great way, but you need something that's fat. You don't want a slow digesting carb, like sitting there right. eating a sweet potato right? Uh, or a red potato. You need fast action yep. now. Boom. So um, this one, I always overlooked uh, oh, me too. always until I started working out with Jay. And even though I knew I should be doing it, it's just one of those things that you're like, Oh, I don't have time for that. But and a lot of people do this too. Oh, tons. I guess not do this. Yeah, a lot of people skip this, and it's warm up and pre-activate. And there is a difference between warming up and pre-activating. A lot of people, when they think about warming up, it's like, oh, I'm going to go stretch, or I'm going to go walk on the treadmill. And while those are both, yes, warming up, that is not necessarily pre-activation. Now, pre-activation is going to be more geared towards if you are doing some sort of resistance training. So Mm -hmm. if your training style is I'm going to, I'm doing, you know, marathon training, then stretching and warming up is good. Right. You're not, you don't need to pre-activate in the same sense that you would when you're doing heavy resistance training, whether that's powerlifting, strength training, even CrossFit, you know, you want to, the the separation of warming up and pre-activation is when you take the time to without doubling down on the word, activate the muscles you're going to use. Right. But for instance, um, like what I've been doing on leg day, uh, where I'm doing a, well, whether I'm doing a posterior focus or an anterior focus, doesn't matter. I still do this, but especially when I'm going in and I'm going to be working hamstrings and glutes is my primary focus on a leg day. Mm-hmm. Glute bridges with an overextension to really activate the hamstring. Um, I'll even do uh, isolated uh, hamstring curl machine, uh, very slow, lightweight negatives, um, and really get the muscle working and moving. There are many different ways that you you can do this. It can be body weight. Usually body weight is one of the best ways to do this. Um, But depending on the muscle that you're training, body weight may be a little difficult. but getting it nice and warmed up, I never really understood this concept, but I used to think, well, shoot, if I go in and I warm up and I 
pre-activate, then I'm using all of my energy for my heavy lifts and I need to start with my heavy lifts so I can get the heavy weight out of the yep. way and then taper down. No, the real big lifters, like, you know, and I even think about like the documentary that Arnold Schwarzenegger had, the, the was um, uh, Pumping Iron, the yeah. original, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and they kind of documented some of his stuff. Like when he would go in and be squatting four or 500 pounds, that wasn't the first thing he was like. Oh, usually, no. he's an hour in yes. to his activation and warm ups going into yeah, I even this. Saw, listening to uh, Jay Cutler, not the football player, the bodybuilder, he he was he would take thirty minutes to warm up. Oh yeah, you I'm know, at forty five. No, mat, no matter what body part he's doing, he's taking you know at least thirty minutes warming up that area and, like you said, activating. Or you know, sometimes deactivating something so you can use that other muscle properly. Stretching out the alter the uh, the alternate muscle or the, yes. the opposite yep. muscle. Uh, you know, you, so I've done. I don't know if you've done chest training with Jay before, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I have. He'll trying have, to. Yeah, he'll he'll actually have me shut down my traps because I eat most of my exercises, and I've gotten better about this. But I, my traps are always engaged. Mm -hmm. You know, which what happens later on? You get a headache sometimes because you're just Constantly. squeezing them, and so he gets me to, to deactivate those so they're relaxed. I'm not using them and. On a chest day, he'll have me like kind of smoke check my triceps real quick before we get into chest because now I'm really focusing on using my chest. Are you are you pretty tricep dominant when you do chest? Yeah. See, yeah, I'm, that, I'm anterior yeah. delt dominant mm -hmm. when I do that. Which so he's probably getting you to turn that off, right? Well, what he what he's having me do is he's actually having me go in and do the opposite, which is pre-activate my posterior. Back, okay. Yeah. So that yep. it's it's engaging because my biggest problem, uh, and I did a Instagram video on this. Uh, I did an Instagram live. I think like a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. um, talking about, I went in to see Dr. Mike yeah. and my pec on both sides were turned off. Hmm. My trip, my middle traps weren't firing. Uh, my subscapula, my uh, uh, tear, I, I, I can't remember. Basically everything around my shoulders other than yeah. my deltoids themselves right. were not firing properly. Yeah. And so my shoulders, my traps would creep up. So my shoulders yep. would rise, they would rotate forward. So when I'm trying to do a, a, a chest press, instead of keeping them back and retracted the way they should be in alignment, yeah, you're not hitting your chest now. they were rotated all the way forward. Yep. And so now my front delt was taking all the, all the weight. So we're actually in the process of retraining all of that to fire and stabilize. It's a pain. It's a, gr it's a oh, grind, yeah, but for sure. I'm starting to notice some differences, yeah. but that's exactly it. Is that part of what we do is we pre-activate the things we need to activate so that I can work out properly mm -hmm. and have it ready to go. And as you said, sometimes it is wearing down a, a, a muscle that you tend to lean towards so that you can hit something that's not used to firing on its own. Right, exactly. Um, and that would be something that you know you can figure out on your own or with a trainer. Yeah. Um, but when we talk about the activation, this is definitely something that I th that is majorly, majorly overlooked. Yeah, big time. In resistance training, I would say rough guesstimate 98 percent of resistance trainers do not like you said it, it we both even admitted like you know when we first started working out we did none of this no you know example i go in it's chest day what do i do i go right in load the bar up and start pressing boom yep. boom 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 and a lot of people do that you know new people have been doing it for 20 30 years still do that because they just don't know mm -hmm. so Take advice, and they to get this. some sort of results, and yeah. they think it's it's okay, and it's right. Yeah. And again, you can get results, but is it the most optimum? No. And what we're talking about here is how to maximize right. your results. So for our new our new you know listeners and those listeners that are about to get into the gym, like take take this advice and use it. You know, warm up properly, pre-activate, like get yourself ready for that lift, and I promise you're going to see better results than waiting ten years from now and starting to do it. Because mm -hmm. I, I wish. 10, 15 years ago, I would have done this. When we talked about in a previous episode about, you know, stretching, 
Uh, and yeah. depending on what you're doing, the type of stretching will matter. You know, do you stretch that muscle? How do you stretch that muscle? Yeah. Um, like f for exact same instance, I'm doing when I do leg day, I go in and stretch out my hips mm -hmm. major yep. because my psoas gets gets too tight. So everything up in my hip area. Your psoas or your sore ass? <laughs> psoas. Oh, okay. Promise you it's the psoas. <laughs> Afterwards, it's a sore ass. <laughs> yes. And... Um, and, and I'm just, I've been notorious for certain muscles in there, not firing, mm -hmm. like on my right side, my piriformis wouldn't fire on yeah. my glutes. And so, uh, so now I go in and I do a full, almost like a systems check, almost like a pilot does check, check, check. This is yeah. turned on. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. And now we're ready to take off. Yeah. And that's easily 45 minutes for me easily. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it, I, I, now I don't even cut corners. I just, I just won't takes a long time to get out of the gym, but I get a mm -hmm. way better return on it in the long run. Well, yeah. So for me lately, it's my, my timelines have been kind of messed up with work. So I, I don't have as much time to work out. So, you know, I won't spend as much time warming up and doing this pre-activation process, but I, you know, let's say I got 45 minutes to lift. I have an hour to work out. I got 45 minutes to lift. I'll do 15 minutes of warm up, And if it even less time, so I'll just, if I have to, I'll cut an exercise off at the end that I planned on doing. Because I, it's, it's become that important to me after everything I've learned over the last couple of years. I would say that for most people, um, what, what we don't really know is you're activating one way or another. Yeah. Are you using your heavy lift to do the activation? That's an improper way of doing it. Right. So the way you and I would used to go in is hit our heavy lift first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the time that our body's taking to activate. It's also the time that we're most likely to incur an injury. Yep. We're fortunate that we may or may not have. I don't yeah, know when and you, and you know what, Can you go in there and throw... 225 on the bench and just start off with that. Yeah, you, you, you have can the strength to do it, but over time, it's but gonna yeah, you're gonna you're to you. gonna your growth and your acceleration is gonna diminish yep. over time. Yep. So what would be better? And this would be the argument. Okay, so do we go in crush it for let's say 45 minutes? It's all we have. Do we crush it from the get go or do we pre-activate? I would say that 30 minutes of pre-activation and 15 minutes of quality resistance training will get you better results long-term right. than going in and wasting your heavy lifts early on and tapering down towards the end. Because when you're finally activated, you're lowering your weight because you're also gassed. Yep. yep. You, you don't want to be in that situation. It's better to warm up, mm -hmm. not warm down. Exactly. So, so the next thing we got on here and which is just as important and in my opinion, ties in with warming up and pre-activating is mindset. I mean, you, you need to get your mind right when you're going in there. You know, if you're doing chest, get your mind set for chest, you know, back, whatever body part you're doing, whatever it is you're doing, cardio, if it's just cardio, get your mind right. There are a few things that come to mind when you mention mindset. First mm -hmm. is what kind of what we mentioned about just the power of the mind, even when we're sleeping. Yeah. So if the, if, the, if the mind has that much control when we're asleep, imagine what it has when we're awake, because now right. we can tie that into our cognitive well, conscious have decisions. you heard the mind-muscle connection? Yes. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, all that comes into play. There are a few quotes um, that come to mind in regards to mindset. One is Henry Ford's. I'm sure you've heard this before. You know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, so, I've heard something similar to that. It's, it's, I don't remember who said it now, but it was... He who thinks he can and he who thinks he can are both usually right. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. It's it's a rewording of Henry Ford's. Yeah. And um, it's the same way whether you're talking about approaching a workout or even just approaching a lift. I promise you, you step in to you know a, a bench press or a squat rack, and you look at that weight and go, ooh. Good luck. You're done. You're now. done. You're yeah, done. You just, just don't even you just, just don't even lift it. it. Yeah. yeah. Don't even lift yep. it. Just get out from underneath. Um, 
uh, Olympic athletes, uh, high-end performers, will spend time in hypnosis hmm. with mindset trainers that help them imagine and live the moment of success with them so that they yeah. can experience it. And they found actually, they did a study uh, on some Olympic athletes where they simply um, had them sitting down and envisioning them going through, like, like if they were downhill skiers, envisioning every turn, how their body's going to move. And mm -hmm. they found that as they hooked up these electrodes to their entire body, that their muscles were still firing. While they were thinking it. All the way through. Oh, and cool. so the, the neurological response, all it was doing was programming their muscles to respond at the exact moment yeah. and it became more reactive as opposed to them having to think uh, kind of the same way they say you know michael jordan used to do a thousand free throws every time yeah. after each practice or each game or whatever to just get that that rhythm mm -hmm. that mind muscle connection feel. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing from a mindset standpoint the other um the other quote um oh and i'm drawing a blank on it too um I can't think of it. If, if I if I think of it, I'll bring it back up. But there there's a few different quotes as it pertains to mindset mm -hmm. and and training. And you just if you don't approach it with the first off with the idea that it's even possible, the moment yeah. you set the limit on it and it's outside of your limits, you're done. That that's not going to happen. But the from a from a pre workout standpoint, you want to keep the possibilities in mind, but you also want to think about the, the growth aspect and where you're focusing on. So as you mentioned, if you're going in for a chest day, you want to focus that this is where I'm going to be growing. This is going to be, but yeah. actually thinking the thoughts of grow, right? Grow. Yep. And you're thinking that it has a, an, an actual measurable response on the muscle. Yeah, They've done studies sure. on that yep. as well. So, um, I know one of the, the biggest, keys to my success in, it just in life it wasn't so much in fitness but it, it was in life and i trained it back into fitness i had a mindset coach hmm. and one of my best um, literally my best months i ever had in my old career selling came from right after spending three to four weeks with my mindset coach and it was a, like a night and day difference wow. uh, i basically did in one month in sales over half of what I did the, the entire prior year wow. alone. And it was just because I changed the way I thought about things. Yeah. And then I translated that over into fitness yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So the next thing that you should have or have in place is the proper gear. And yes. what we mean by this is, okay, so let's get off of resistance training for a quick second and talk about other types of training. If you're uh, a marathon runner, all right, have the proper shoes, which more than likely you do. But yeah. I know a lot of people that have different types of shoes mm -hmm. for the different terrains that they're running on. And distances too. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So make sure you're set up with that. Make sure, um, I know some people that train with the camel packs. Okay, yep. don't forget that. Load that up. Mm -hmm. um, that's with also, vodka. Yeah, with tons of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get your, oh, was it, was it a gallon of vodka? Yeah, that was, oh, in, water, that was in the water, macros. Water. You said alcohol, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, for, I mean, and, and then for, for lifters or other, or even CrossFit who aren't necessarily doing uh, resistance training days, mm -hmm. you know, if you're needing straps, wraps, belts, 
uh, have that ready to go. Yep. Um, don't leave that behind because that can change uh, a lifting day for you. I promise well, you, I, you walk into a, a heavy lift yeah, day and you leave say, your weight belt behind. Now you're not doing a heavy lift and guess day. What, guess what else is affected with that? Now your mindset. Your mindset yeah. because, oh, crap. Now it's it's amazing yeah. what leaving your headphones behind. Oh, man, that, killed, that, that ruins me completely. Done. Yeah. I won't even work out. I'll try. I, I take it back. I will try, and I'm like, I just, your yeah, intensity is different. It's different. I'm like, man, I, I can't do this. I got to bounce. And the other, I well, try to find well, for you, because then people come up and talk to you too. If well, you don't have well, your headphones, yeah, in. well, at least that's, that happens anyways, man. I, just, I still got to try that hat thing. You, you got to just get some sunglasses. Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, get sunglasses and the blind cane. Well, no, because I guess that blind people. Well, because everybody stuff. in the gym knows me now. So now yeah. I'm gonna have everyone come up. What happened? Yeah, I'm screwed, man. It's just, I don't know. I need no. to, I just need to wear a shirt and a sign that says don't talk to me. I got it. Me. Put gauze patches over your ears and wrap it like you just had a head contusion and just don't respond to people. But then the deaf guy's going to come talk to me. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on. All right, <laughs> go ahead and put your last one on there for me. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, sorry. Um, so last but not least, this has happened to me, but it's kind of kind of funny, but use the restroom before you start. And I'm not talking about – I know sometimes you got to go pee or whatnot. What I'm talking about is I've had to do number two, and I, I'm like, I just want to get started, and I get in the middle of my workout, and I just can't hold it. i got to go. And it throws and then your you become that guy that we talked about in gym etiquette. Now you're crop dusting the fart. The, what'd you call it? Yeah, now? crop duster. The fart. You call it something else. The fart. Oh, the, well, he he needs a fart pad. Fart pad. Yeah, you know. So no. Well, and it, we were talking about this too. We were debating on whether we wanted to put this on there, but I think it is some, because if you're if you're on a pace workout, timing itself. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know. It, or, Quite frankly, if you have a long session, not workout session, a restroom session, have to warming up again. Exactly. You have to go back yeah. and warm up. I mean, it, yeah. it can throw everything off. Uh, when I tore my hamstring, it was because I stopped and talked too long, and then I jumped right back in as if I was lifting the exact same amount. And yeah, boom, literally the very first set, boom, done. It was excruciating, and it wasn't worth the conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, th- th- it is small, something small, but it really can play a big difference. And you never notice it until it actually happens. And then you see that it's a big difference. Yep. So, and then it's a really bad difference if it, it turns more than crop dusting and you didn't make it in time. <laughs> I've seen that happen too to some people. So um, oh, definitely don't, don't want that. That's an, that's an opposite way of maximizing your, leaving your mark in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't leave it in the gym, take it home with you. So, all right. Well, folks, hopefully this has been helpful and beneficial for you. We are going to do our next episode on what to do after your workout to make sure you maximize the results for the workout you just did. And then of course, as I mentioned, that's it's, it's all a cycle. I mean, time never stops and never ends. So there's really hard to say what's before and what's after and, you know, things that you do do before can actually still be benefiting from the previous workout that you did earlier and things you do after. So, um, but we wanted to break it down. So it's kind of relatively easy. Um, if you're working out earlier in the day, kind of, again, key point, get get at least a glass of water in. If you're first thing in the morning, get some sort yeah. of carbs in. If it's later in the day, hopefully you will have had a fair amount of nutrition leading up to it and you're not you know, coming off a 12-hour shift without any nutrition right. whatsoever. Okay. If that's the case, treat it just like waking up. Stop. Get something to eat before you work out. If you're doing resistance training of some sort, do not think that you can go any amount of 12 hours or even like six hours without it and do a proper quality 
lift session where you're putting in a maximum effort and getting maximum results because it's not just you know the effort you put in but is your body even prepared and ready exactly to to do what it needs to do and heal itself because remember when you're working out most of the time you're breaking your body down Mm -hmm. you have to do what you need to do to repair your body after the fact get that mindset right that's exactly right and we will at some point do an episode on mindset because that's so crucial it's such a key thing we might even do a full series on that because there's just so much packed inside that tiny little box of what mindset is i mean that's why you have like tony robbins makes a killing oh yeah but i mean he helps people i i almost everyone i've ever talked to that has gone to a tony robbins thing came out saying wow Uh, Yeah, totally worth it. I've heard about that too. Yeah. So, well, folks, we really appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go follow us on Instagram and uh, check out the YouTube channel. Like I said, we got some big things coming up that we will make the announcement here in the future, but kind of got to keep a few things under wrap for you. So (laughs) from the both of us, keep crushing it. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge Podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at FitnessLounge3. We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.